Okay, go ahead. Hey guys, welcome back to the Take Control Podcast. You have Darielle here. It's Kim. <laughs> and Brandy. <laughs> How have you ladies been? Uh, <laughs> Not the deep side. Yeah, really uh, <laughs> mentally, emotionally, physically drained and exhausted. There's a lot of family issues going on. Health issues with my family and me. But, you know, I'm alive. I'm blessed. I'm here. So, I'm still grateful. Still happy. Still blessed. Love it. So, yeah, what about you? Same. Um, life been life in, per usual. I don't know when it's going to end, but. It's giving whoop that trick. <laughs> I've been just, again, blessed and thankful and trying to be positive. <laughs> I need to go to church. Football been messing up my my church. I know. You better you better uh live stream or something. I don't know. I'm gonna have to because mm-hmm. I'm over it. Yeah. I feel that. So hopefully I can make it this weekend. Cause I need to go so bad. You better go then, friend. Do they have like uh evening services? No. Oh. They only have one service, right? Just twelve. Yeah, I mean midweek is on Wednesday. I'm gonna say Wednesday at like seven or something. It's from seven. To like nine, and it's like a abbreviated service. It's just everything's kind of like quicker. But MJ got practice on Wednesday. Um, Reba, do while he had practice. I'm playing. I would if it ended at when right practice timing. is over. Yeah. Practice is over at seven thirty. Oh, but he has to be at in bed That's at eight thirty because it's from six to seven thirty. Oh, sometimes eight. But we know we get up early in the morning, right. so. Like, that bedtime is crucial. Like, I can't even fuck around with that. Brandy, how are you? Um, I'm cool. I can't complain. Good. All is well. Um, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> you guys can follow us. <laughs> if you want. At Take Control Podcast on Instagram. Take control pod on Twitter. I don't even get on Twitter for real. I do sometimes, but I haven't been on my personal Twitter in like a year. You ain't missing nothing. I'll be logging out and deactivating my account yeah, all the I'm time. Like, it's not giving. It's so toxic. It's not giving. And you can also email us at takecontrolpodcast at gmail.com. Wait, hold on, y'all, my mom. I was wondering, wanting to know if you could pick me up from work tomorrow. Um, Moms, bro. Uh, what time? Am I posting this show? Like, mm. we normally do, or are we just doing it? Yeah, I think oh, you should. Yeah, okay, just making sure. I think you should. Okay, anyway, sorry guys. <clears throat> so, first on the outline, I wanted to highlight that October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Right? I just heard that. Why uh, did I think it was in February? You know, if I'm being truly honest, I don't know. I feel <laughs> like they just pick and choose national whatever day, month, whatever. Um, but no, I do think I do think this is domestic violence awareness month, October. Because breast cancer is in February. No, this no? is breast cancer because the boys been wearing pink during fo- for football. Okay, I don't know this. <laughs> I, I thought I saw somewhere it was domestic violence. I don't know. I remember we did a show in October. We did. And it was about unhealthy relationships. Why did when I we think first it was February? 
Maybe no, that was, was daddy issues. That was probably daddy issues. Wow. Yeah, it is. Um, well, it if is you guys months. didn't know, it's been six years, so I'm trying to remember everything because I definitely don't remember. I was trying to think back about like old shows and try to pick one that I wanted to listen to, and I'm just like, I don't even know where to start. I've been back and listened from the beginning, besides that very first cringy ass episode. To, I refuse. I would never listen episode. to that ever again. <laughs> like. If anybody got through our first episode, I want to thank y'all because that was <laughs> fucking terrible. And that was our second time recording it. Right, because we did it at the library and I don't remember what happened. We should have just kept that one. Because Daryl was basically like interviewing us. I remember. I, why didn't we? I think we don't like the way we sound. We didn't like it. I don't know. We were so picky back then. It's literally like having a child. Yeah. It's crazy. Six years is wild. Like I need to sit up. Can you pull my um, pillow? Yes. Uh, thank you. I feel like I'm about to fall in my couch. Okay. Like six years is crazy. It is. It's very crazy. Yeah. So, in honor of our anniversary, I wanted to ask you a few questions. Okay. Um, my first question was, what motivates you to keep going with when it comes to the podcast? Oh. Oh, I was about you to go on this. About yeah, I was about to go on this deep ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say because I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I think that um, we have great potential. I don't think we realize our potential. Um, and. I feel like we sleep on ourselves. So, like, I'm just kind of waiting for us to get serious about what we want to happen with Take Control. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what motivates me to keep going because we often talk about this. I'm so used, well, not used to, but I think about when we first started and, like, how hard you and I would go, like, with planning our shows and meeting and, like, really thinking through our episodes and consistently for two years or maybe three we was recording every single week mm-hmm. um and to some degree i would like to get back to that so like i know that it's in us to do it's just realizing our own potential so i think that's what motivates me to keep doing it yeah and it's therapy yeah it's for real therapy like just talking through things like some episodes i do go back and listen to and i just hear like my thoughts at that time and i'm just like wow it's like a living diary almost in a sense so that's it for me i think i agree it's so crazy because we really made it work we was at the library at the house we was at the house recording on the phone at the radio, radio station, station. Dang, we was at the, the place out east <laughs> that shit was crazy and then where did we go after that i think we back went to back house? to the radio station yes we did go back to radio and Cause I think the second time around is when Kanata and I got connected mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, we've, yeah, we've come a long way. It's very interesting to see. I wish we would have video footage. I know, but it is what it is. Yeah. But, um, I think for me too, it is therapeutic. I know for me, like, I like having the proof of my growth from back then because I was a completely different person in a completely different space. I wouldn't say that like life still wasn't whooping my ass back then, (laughs) but (laughs) just the way that I handle things is completely different. And I definitely 
have the podcast to thank for that. Um, also, it's so crazy because I think I told y'all this. Somebody was like, I didn't even know y'all recorded. I'm so excited to see y'all back. And I'm like, we've been here. We just kind of like, I don't think we know how to kind of like balance like doing this and life as well. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we still haven't really sat down and really figured out like what our plan is and where we want to go from here. So we kind of just like going with the flow and just doing it just because we love to do it. Rather, mm-hmm. we have a hundred listens, five listens, 10 listens, whatever it is, we still do it. And I do commend us for like still being mm-hmm. dedicated. Mm-hmm. It surprises me every time when I go to upload the show, how many people still listen. Yeah. So I was going to say, I'd rather have one person on there and it's because we like it versus us feeling drained and it's thousands of people mm-hmm. like to me it matters more that you like the back end um but for me what keeps me going is just what's been built um the history behind it the years behind it um me being intentionally picked um that's really what it is for me because if i'm honest it is hard to come here after mondays because Mondays are my longest days, and be here till like 10, and then wake up the next day, repeat. But I I still choose to show up and want to show up regardless because of that. Like, it's that simple for me, literally, like, being intentionally picked and the history behind it and the years behind it. And, like, the, honestly, the word intention, like, the intention behind it. Um, I think there is ways to make ourselves more known and honestly use the platforms that we have and use the the friends and things that we have that can make it like you know bigger because we have people that support us that you know could help us get into different avenues but it's for me where I lack in my quote-unquote motivation is just the busyness of my schedule um and my job takes a lot out of me, not in a negative way, because I actually do really love my job, but it just takes a lot and requires a lot of me out of a day mm-hmm. um, for like seven, eight hours. So it's just, for me, it really is like having the energy afterwards to, to just keep going. So, yeah, but I'm going to do it because I want to. I really want to ask some people that are like in business, like what helps them like keep going because I see a lot of people that are in entrepreneurship just say how like it's really hard and it's a struggle and it looks good on the outside but there's really a lot that they deal with on the back end that people don't know like how do you find that balance because I have yet to find it I think it doesn't exist I think I think that that's false I don't think that there's balance I think that with anything you prioritize what's important to you. Like when we first started recording, our days was Sunday to record, right? Mm -hmm. So I planned my life around for these maybe two to four hours, I'm not available. I'm Mm going to be at the radio station. And so for me, it's just a, a question of like, how bad do you want it? And just being honest, you know what I mean? And we have these check ins every so often, which you guys don't know behind the scenes. Like, what are we doing? Do we want to continue doing this? What are some of the things that we want? And and I do think also it's like also getting three women who have three different ideas of how it should go all on the same page. I honestly, I get de- decision fatigue in majority of my life. Now I get tired of making decisions. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm tired of making decisions. <laughs> so 
right now in this season with the podcast, I'm kind of like definitely like going with the flow of like whatever Dario and Kim wants because that's just where I'm at in my life. But like, mm-hmm. I don't think it gets easier. I, I don't think entrepreneurship is easy. Like, I don't think any of it gets easier. I think you just got to continue to work at it. And it's trial and error and you figure out what works and what doesn't work and mm-hmm. you prioritize it. I mean, that's with anything in life. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think it would be useful for us to get with podcasts that we look to. And I'll be honest, like, there's nobody local that I look to for podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like... I would, for me, it would look like maybe reaching out to some other podcasts that I listen to or like seeing if anybody, you know, if there's any kind of mentor opportunities or classes or anything like that, that we can take that would be like, okay, you need to do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know how some people have like little tour things like in other cities where Mm -hmm. you can go? I would love for us to do that too. Yeah, I, there's like, um. Like Charlamagne, he has the his podcast network, and they just did a um, like a conference um, earlier this year, like stuff like that. Like I think we would just have to get serious about really networking with people, mm-hmm. people who can you know maybe intern for us for our social media, pe- videographers, different things like that, and also create a budget because it ain't none of this stuff free. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think that's probably also why we haven't like expanded and stepped out because that costs money. Yeah. I was about to say too, when we first started, I feel like I didn't have as many priorities yeah. as I do now. Yeah. Like life is really like, yeah, we're really adults. Like we're really grown ups. Yeah. <laughs> Back then we were still in our twenties. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, we have the time. Yeah. Now we work, we all work in multiple jobs and. I'm done trying to get degrees and got kids and <laughs> nieces and like pets. <laughs> so it's just it's not easy. But again, I'm really glad that we're all still here. Yeah. And we're all still dedicated and, you know, making the time. So I appreciate you ladies for that. I appreciate you. Yeah. I think the entrepreneurship ties in with you. And I know this from being one. You have to have a you have to have passion behind what you're doing. If you don't, that's it. Like, if there, that's your motivation is gone. Like, if you don't find passion and purpose behind it, then it's just not gonna, it's not gonna come to fruition. And it's that passion comes with trial and error because if you're that passionate about it, even as many times as you fall, you could fall down nine times and make it one time. Mm-hmm. But if you have that much passion behind something, you're just gonna keep going and you're gonna keep doing it. So I think is that I think is whatever you're passionate about, like. That's why fitness and fashion work for me because I'm passionate about both. Yeah. But if I tried to go sell socks for a living, I would be done. Like, I don't <laughs> want to design socks. Or if I go try to sell Tupperware, like, you got to have a passion behind whatever you're doing. Yeah. I also learned, too, not to put a time limit on things. Right. Like, some, I think before I used to look at it like, oh, my gosh, it's been six years. What do we have to show for it? Yeah. But you hear people talk about all the time how it took them so long to get where they needed to be. Yeah. They just stay consistent in yeah. the work. And that's really all that matters. Yeah. So for anybody that is wondering, like, oh, why do you only record once a month? Why are you even doing it? Because we fucking can and we fucking yeah. want to. At least we hear shit. So and I, 
it may look a little bit different now and i'll share this with y'all like i feel like the whole podcast world is oversaturated at this point like everybody has a podcast and that's cool i'm not knocking it like everybody has something to say but i don't think people realize like how hard it is to keep it going like i literally have a client who started a podcast i think last year or maybe the year before Mm -hmm. and she recorded a few seasons and then she stopped Mm -hmm. life happened she had another baby different things like that and then she recently reached out and she was like i want to get back into it she was like i don't even care that you can hear the kids in the background i don't care about none of that like i just i want to i have to do this and she did it and her episode came out today and i'm like i'm so proud of you because don't people don't realize and we used to say that early on too like every it seemed like everybody started podcasts like after maybe we were like two or three years in and a lot of them people they don't do it no more because it's it's a lot of work mm-hmm. it's like especially if you want impactful shows it takes a lot of research it takes a lot of time it's not just hopping on the mic and recording there's a lot of back end stuff like we used to sit and write and take notes and literally plan two or three days ahead of when we were record to have a good show for y'all so Mm -hmm. it's tough it's tough i agree um so my last question when it comes to like us doing our podcast like what are some things you would like to see us do in the future I want to do live shows so bad. I think that would be so fun. I'm so scared. I think it would be like, well, that's the, the next thing that I was going to say is I was going to say, it would have to be like where we had drinks in our hands though. <laughs> and like, it, it's just us letting loose and being goofy and things like that. Like I want to do live shows really, really badly. Like that's like, that's why I mentioned it Friday night when I could, mm-hmm. because I want to do those shows. Like I, th- I just think that'd be so fun. I really do. And I think it'd be a good way for us to stay motivated and get our ways out there because it, it is nerve-wracking. It would make you anxious, but not when you got that alecha. You good to go. I think my biggest thing is video and events. Mm-hmm. Mm, I would love for us to get a video aspect to the podcast um, just because it... I think it would give me the opportunity to like, okay, I'm gonna get dressed and I'm gonna get cute. Like mm-hmm. right, right. Um, without having all of the anxiety behind getting dressed and getting cute. Um I I'm not against live shows. I just because I just can't be the one like doing the all of this that y'all see on the camera. Like we would have to hire <laughs> yeah. somebody. Like it's a lot of stress doing that and trying to record. So like, um, just being able to hire a crew or somebody to do live shows would be dope. I still love the idea of the, um, not Red Table Talk, but we had an idea to do something similar mm-hmm. to the Red Table Talk. Mm-hmm. And just more impactful conversations. Like, I I literally, like, I dread getting on social media and you just hear all these people talking about niggas ain't shit and mm-hmm. women do this and da 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 da. And if you are alpha male and if you step <laughs> into your femininity, I'm in my soft life. Like, shut up. Like, I just, I want to talk about more meaningful things, but um, current events and like social media content is always like the easy go to. But I really miss the days when we like, got deep into our conversations about life mm-hmm. um so i i want to get back to that i agree i love it okay so jumping into some current event stuff okay so i was scrolling on facebook 
And I saw this girl who I believe is married and she was basically like going on this rant about how married people should not have single friends. And people were just like, I don't understand that. What is the problem with that? And she just kept saying, I mean, you won't get it until you're married. So what do y'all think about that? That means I would have to cut off half my friends. Like, I'm not allowed to be friends with them because I'm single. That don't make no sense. I feel like that's a, that's a, that has more to do. I would want to know why, like, cause that has more to do with what they got going on. I would want to know the why behind that so I could rationalize it. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that means I dead ass could not be friends with a lot of my friends. Whether I want to choose to be single or not, I'm going to get cut out for it. Like, are your friends on reckless behavior? Is that why you feel like that? Cause then that's, that's the question of your friend group. Like, why do you feel like you gotta do that I guess I would want to know more because I don't that don't make no sense to me because I wouldn't do that as a married person be like oh now that I'm married I can't I can't hang out with you I would make that decision before I got married if you're a healthy enough individual to be in my life period mm-hmm. not because a spouse walks in but if you're healthy enough to be around me in general that's that's interesting um I agree with Kim I don't I think this statement probably comes from single friends who just have poor characteristics right as it pertains to relationships like i'll be honest all my friends are either married or engaged mm-hmm. like outside of like this friend group and a couple other friends everybody's married <laughs> or engaged and so unfortunately just, <laughs> put us on blast but, she's um, not wrong <laughs> but i say, i say that to say like i gained so much wisdom from my married homegirls and I think that there is um things that I can contribute to a conversation as it pertains to my friends who are married you know because I feel like you know maybe sometimes in in marriages people get comfortable you know what I mean if as a single woman who is looking to be partnered sometimes it's encouraging to you know what I mean like I can encourage them like you know try this or try that you know what I mean like things that I would do because I'm look I'm actively looking to you know right. be partner so I, I I don't agree with the statement um I'm not the friend that's like when my married friends are having problems like oh you need to leave that nigga like no I'm fully advocating <laughs> for you to stay yeah. now if we're talking about like dating that might be a little bit different like I might be like mm, you know what I mean like slide I don't know but I, I don't agree I don't agree with the statement I don't agree either I don't have much to say besides that that shit was ignorant as fuck so <laughs> yeah it's giving something wrong with y'all and with no explanation it's just like you make a statement with no explanation as to why you feel that way is kind of weird yeah, yeah I feel like she has said something about like they were like her and her husband was like seeing a pastor slash counselor type of thing and maybe that's what they were told i don't know yeah that's giving you should have picked your friends beforehand i agree or maybe some type of insecurity where her husband hanging with single people i don't know well that's what i was saying like it definitely is rooted in something and that's when i would be like why tell me why yeah Okay, so I saw this tweet and it says, people keep asking me why things ended in the last, what the last guy was dating. I've been quoted 
<clears throat> sorry i've been quoted calling him a good man so there's confusion as to why he is such a good man things didn't work out respecting his privacy i won't share full details but i feel the need to share this just because someone is good does not mean they are good for you even if they're good for you does that mean the timing is right for y'all to be good for each other even with a good man, you have to want the same things. Even with a good man, you have to be aligned with each other's love languages. And even with a good man, things can turn bad if y'all don't agree to love each other the way y'all want to be loved. It's things that I wanted that he wasn't ready for, he wasn't ready to give me, and I was not willing to wait. That doesn't stop the person from being good just because you weren't satisfied. That just stops y'all from being compatible. Um, I don't, I don't disagree with what she said. Um, I think people like, for example, my last relationship, I didn't realize the things that I wanted until I didn't have them. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, there's a certain level of care that I realized that I need in relationship. And I didn't realize that that's what it was until I wasn't getting that level of care, um, from my ex. Um, and we're constantly growing and evolving. So I don't I don't think that she's wrong. I think that people can be good and the relationship can be good, but you're not aligned. Mm -hmm. Right. So for me, I think it's important to now really try to get to know somebody before committing myself to them or for before they commit themselves to me because again, like you just again, we can have fun. We can have those conversations. We can do all the things I love to do. Travel. Sex can be amazing. All those things. It, it doesn't mean that we're supposed to be together. Right. right. So I'm just an advocate for taking things slow to really try to figure that out and really build friendships because I feel like that's how things end negatively because I, I just feel like when you're friends and then you get into a relationship, if things are going left, I think because I respect you as a friend, I could be like, hey, you know, I don't think we're aligned. Mm -hmm. And all, what Kim says, like purpose driven, like growing spiritually, you realize that like relationships also have to be purpose driven. Like mm -hmm. it's not just, oh, I'm with you because it's fun. Like, no, it's more than that. So I don't disagree with what she said. <sighs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I agree. I don't disagree because I feel like I've encountered like, like the first guy I ever dated. I dated him for like three and a half years, and to this day, I think he is literally one of the sweetest, best people I have ever met. Like, I have zero bad things to say about this person. I just was early twenties and was like, this is not what I want for my future. But like I said today, like to this day, I mean, I met him eleven years ago, and to, to this day, he is one of the best people I've ever met. Um, and then I've, I've literally been in relationships where I feel like I could always tell that they are good people in general, but maybe just not good relationally with me. Um, because I believe everybody has to find their person. And if it's not you, it's not you. Um, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. And to speak to Brandy's point, like I value friendships so hard at the core now because I've had... Two relationships where, um, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. My point is my favorite style of dating and favorite style of getting to know somebody 
because of the relationships I've experienced is a friendship first because I didn't realize how crucial foundation is until my last relationship because we didn't start on a foundation. We were just so infatuated with each other that we were just like, let's just love each other forever. <laughs> um, and I value like having somebody in a platonic way first where it's really like clearly there's romantic feelings, but there's no romantic action. And genuinely, this is for me, I'm saying for me only, that is genuinely one of my favorite things is to really feel like I'm kicking it with like my best friend with male energy, masculine energy, that there's romance tied into it though. Cause it's different than like some of you look at as like a brother, mm-hmm. but I want that, that aspect in a, in a partner. Maybe it's because I had my brother growing up and like, so I, I value like being close to someone. I don't know. That just sounded really weird. That sounded really ancestral. <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, but yeah, I just, I value taking things slow cause I've done the opposite and watched things burn. But then again, I was, in like a four-year relationship where things were fast, but that really was like my best friend at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I Again, I don't disagree because I feel like three out of the four partners I've had, I can recognize that they are good people. We just weren't good together. And then there's one person that I'm like, oh, they just be finessing people and they're just like not a good person. But <laughs> I'm not even going to go into detail on that because I'm not about to bash people, slander people, nothing like that. That's just something they got to work on. I'm sure there could be people that think the same thing about me. Um, but yeah, I value the a friendship so bad. Like someone I can, I'm goofy, I'm weird, I'm quirky. Like I think things are funny that people don't understand. <laughs> and I have dark humor on top of it. So it's like I value joy and laughter in someone so badly for that to be the foundation first. And then the romance to follow. Because like Brandy said, if y'all... If y'all got to sit down and talk about something, y'all not going to feel no type of way because it's like talking to your best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, people you've been best friends for, year, for years, like, I can sit down with y'all. I can sit down with Maya, Liz, um, Sally, Caitlin, and just be like, hey, this is where I am. And none of them would look at me and y'all wouldn't look at me and be like, well, that's just not acceptable. Because we have a foundation of a friendship and solid stuff first. Like, intentional friendship first. I have a question after Darielle shares her thoughts. Go ahead. You said... um you believe everybody has their person. So I was thinking about this. I don't know if I believe in soulmates anymore. Really? I don't think I believe that there is one person on this planet that was designed especially for me. I mean, specifically for me. I'm starting to think that it's not so much about finding my person. It's about growing my person, right? Because mm-hmm. like, But do you think somebody can grow into being your soulmate? Yes, like I, I think because I, I think about it like if I look at my dating history and like the guys that I've dated, right? Like always great chemistry, always potential to be something more than what it was, you know, what it turned out to be or whatever the case may be. So I think you can build anything with somebody and I think you grow into you are my person. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's initial, oh my God, you were created especially <laughs> for me. I don't think that anymore. I think if you get two people in the right situation at the right time who have who has done the work and they both want to be relationship, mm-hmm. want to be in a relationship and have made the decision that this is what I want for myself, then you have a foundation of building something great. So I've heard that there's multiple versions of soulmates. Like I don't look like when I hear soulmate, I don't solely think it has to be a man for me. That's- oh no, it's not necessarily romantic. No. Yeah. It could be platonic. When you look it up, 
it literally says it can be like it's not just about love and relationships like it could be a friend it can be a child and i only looked that up because mj came home one day he's like mom am i your soulmate Aww. and i was like well i don't think so and he fucking cried and Aww. i'm like wait Stop. before i say that let's look it up he's such a sweet well yeah kid. because i feel like to me i've heard that soulmate like it's not just one person that you click with and that's your soulmate i've heard right. like soulmates you can have multiple yeah. yeah yeah um i don't know i feel like to kind of answer that i feel like um i don't know how to put that into words um i agree with brandy like timing really is has a lot to do with a lot of things but i feel like at the end of the day like if you don't click like it's not it's not gonna it's not going to go where it should, if that makes sense. Um, and I'm starting to believe, and I told my therapist this, and she looked at me like I was stupid, and I was like, okay, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I, and I think I've told you all this before, I don't know if I've said this on the show, but experiencing, like, healthy love and things like that, like, I don't know if I've truly been in love. I think I was in love with what I thought love was, but I don't know if I've ever been in love or not. And she just kind of looked at me like, well, you were in love with those people at that time. And I was like, no, I don't think you get what I'm saying. Like, I think when I truly experience a healthy soulmate, friendship bound, like that really is my husband type of love where it's healthy and things. I, that's when I feel like I would be like, oh, so this is what being in love is. And she just kind of looked at me like I was wrong. And I was like, okay, maybe I am wrong. I don't know. I'm just figuring life out. But that made me think when you said like, you don't, you're starting to think about the soulmate stuff. I'm starting starting to think like, have I truly been in love or was I in love with the idea of what I've always wanted? I don't know. I don't even know how to explain that. So y'all never met anybody and thought like they were the person for you? Or I like have, it was just kinda like meant to be? I have I have met that person and um they moved, so <clears throat> here we are. Uh so yeah. Yeah, I feel like I had that feeling once when I was like it was just meant to be. Yeah. I mean, we're not together anymore. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel like I, I have and I did. But I don't know. I feel like there is somebody for everybody. But I do kind of agree that maybe they have to grow into that. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know how many people on the planet. I just don't. Because again, so we're saying that like this person who was designed for Brandy lives in ohio like you know what i mean like yeah there's no way he lives in columbus you know what i mean like it, the idea of it to me is just starting to be really crazy Bizarre. yeah and so it's just like again i think if you set a situation up to where it's the right time two people have done the work they have just like when we had the show with um micah and she was talking about marriage being a decision and love being mm, a decision yes. right so you align two people who are ready to say you know i'm ready to be married i'm ready to grow with this person and you build those stepping stones to create you know what i mean to create that foundation to where we get to a place where it's like you are my best friend you are my person now were you just there this whole entire time no not necessarily <laughs> like i yeah. i don't i don't think that but mm, interesting now soulmates i should say it like this i don't think that there's a person out there who's like 
God created them for Brandy. Now, soulmates, yes. Like, mm. my best friends are my soulmates, but we've put in the time. Right. You know what I mean? And made the decision that we're going to grow together in this relationship, in this friendship. Right? So, soulmates, yes. Like, our, our souls recognize one another mm. or whatever. But just this person that's just out there and we just have to find each other. I, yeah. Well, to your point, too, like, I feel like... <laughs> You're not wrong because if I decided to move, I would marry a completely different person, have a completely different life because they just happen to be in the same city as me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like I've had so many opportunities and encounters for some reason, like where God has presented the opportunity for me to try a long distance thing and I'm terrified because I had trauma with it. Mm-hmm. And it's Loki to Brandy's point of like, my husband could be somewhere else. He could be in California. I mean, at this point, yeah, he right? could be in freaking <laughs> Alabama. I don't know. I don't know where he is. But I'm like, God, why do you keep trying me with this like out of town thugging with my rounds? Like, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Like, I don't. <sighs> but you might have to do that in order to find. Um, I would do it if, like, if I was in a relationship with relationship with somebody, and they moved, or if I had somebody step to me who didn't live here, but that was actually committed and trying to make the relationship work, I would definitely entertain it, 100%. But I feel like the situations I've encountered, they have been scared to try, or they're so overwhelmed with what they have going on, and I just respect it because it's something completely abrupt to them that I'm like, okay, I hear you. Like, I don't, I can't imagine what that would look like for me if I were to just abruptly move and still try to figure out my life and everything like that. So... I don't know. I feel like if the opportunity presented itself and I felt like the right person was worth it, I would 100% try it. I'm just, the people that are approaching me, I'm just like, I really just don't even want to. Because you're a person in here. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry to the man, but sorry Columbus to this man. got him. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Um, dating is trash. Everybody's moving away at this point. I feel for all point. you ladies. I really feel for y'all. <laughs> So, um, what was the question I was going to ask, but I can't remember. Oh, this goes back to the last conversation we was having. Why, (coughs) when two people don't align and it would be easy to just say, let's go our separate ways. Why is it so hard for men to accept that? Like, why does it have to be so much back and forth about us going our separate ways? I don't, I don't even... know. If there's any guys on the show, uh, I mean, on the live, comment and let us know. Because, like, I don't understand that. Well, okay, I'm going to challenge that. I take that back. I'm going to challenge that. Because let's say i'm i'm in a relationship and it's not a it's not the best relationship it's not the healthiest relationship that i can be in and i've decided that i don't want to be with this person right Mm -hmm. regardless of what that guy does if i don't want to be with you i don't want to be with you and i think that's where as women we don't take accountability for our shit because I've been that person where I don't want to be with somebody. And then we play the cat and mouse game. And then somehow I'm back in this situation. Two weeks later, I'm realizing I don't want to fucking be with you. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, But then you want to be like, not you, but people. Mm-hmm. will be like, the nigga won't leave me alone. No, you won't leave the nigga alone. It takes two. Yeah. 
It does. That's not true. <laughs> Girl. Speaking for a friend. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, but I mean, I would like, it would be helpful if a man did, if a man did jump on the live and be like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, we don't leave because of X, Y, and Z. It's, it's giving blocked and move. <laughs> oh my God. But you I'm know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm, if I'm dead serious about not being with this person, there's not, there's nothing you could do. But again, <laughs> I don't even want to. <laughs> me <laughs> she, she is just crazy you say you don't ask me block him change your lock stab him if you have to <laughs> no Kim's like, Kim's damn like, I'm gonna shoot you I got like, sleep with I'm my gun for a reason shawty at the top of the steps with the gun and I'm gonna shoot you bro I, I, let, I dead ass do drills <laughs> like I'd be practicing like alright if you was laid like this and you heard somebody at the top of your stairs you gotta boop boop like you gotta type shit um but yeah, I feel like I I agree with, and I'm gonna give y'all the PG since. Ah, ah, ah. Um, I feel like I agree with Brandy. I feel like the situations that I've been in, where like I wanted to leave a situation and that person didn't, it almost like flopped. Like I was the one, um, like trying to make things work, and then when I was finally over it, that person was like, "Okay, well, like we should make things work." And I'm like, now that I'm tapped out, because for me personally, when I tap out, I tap out. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm tapped out, like, I'm not going to talk to you. And I've never had to block anybody. I've only, had, only ever had to block somebody once. But I don't have to block people. I'm just not talking to you. And I dare you to show up at my door. Yeah. Please show up at my door on some weird shit. Please try to walk up to me in public on some weird shit. Now, if you're cordial, you just, hey, how are you? Cool, cool. Nice to see you. Bye. Cool. But I'm not... And I think all my partners have known that about me. And that's why I didn't, I didn't, I've never had to block anybody except one person. Because it was like low-key dangerous. I, if you know me, when I tap out, I tap out. Like, and that's, that's probably part of trauma. But the way I can go from fully infatuation to fully withdrawn, when I'm done, I'm done. Like, I don't care. And I'm not mean. I'm not rude. But, like, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. Like, it's that simple. Like, I'm not reaching out. I'm not texting you. I'm not calling you i'm not checking your instagram you're not coming to my house i'm not coming to yours like when i'm done i'm done like i remember being in my head and being like like i don't know why i don't know where there was no beef no nothing things was cool and i just remember like leaving this person's house and being like yeah for some reason like i'm all right to like never go back or talk to this person and nothing went wrong but that was just my tap out of being like yeah i'm done doing the cat mouse is that what you just called it mm-hmm. i almost said cat dog <laughs> i'm done with the cat dog ah, ah, ah. but yeah they did what they say mm-hmm. read it i, I think men know. and women invest in each other <clears throat> um I don't see it. you don't see it mm. scroll are you gonna read it <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. He said, I think men and women invest in each other if we have time. And I'm assuming he's trying to say are invested, but then a female just says, I'm cool on you and want to separate. Then most men can't ever picture his girl with anyone else. See that that's that shit is rooted in ego. But like, that's kind of like selfish. It's like, rooted in ego. Like you don't uh, it's not a man thing, it's not a man thing, it's not a man thing, it's a people thing. And I said and I say this and I've said this on the show several times. If I would have continued to sit in my ego 
and have certain people around for the sake of being them being around they would have kept doing that same thing yeah. song and dance with me until i decided to stop and i will say it is very hard when you a lot of the times when we meet people right and we've talked about this before it's clear indication on if you should continue with this person or if you should stop. A lot of the times when the shit say stop, we keep fucking going. Yeah. Period. And then you get attached to this person, your issues, their issues, and now you just in a pile of mess, right? Mm-hmm. But like again, whether it's a man or a woman, you teach people how to treat you. If I'm if I'm with a nigga and I leave the nigga for whatever reason, and again he begged me and crying and at my door. And then I let him back in. He gonna be like, you gonna you. You didn't teach people. him nothing, right? You didn't. And I'm not. My Them. thing is, is like, make a decision. Either you done or you not done. Put up or shut up. If you're not gonna change, say you're not gonna change. Let me make my decision. If I'm not gonna change and I'm gonna continue to be the same fucked up person to you that I've always been. At least be honest about it. And I think that's where people mess up. Like, look, I'm in a season right now where this is what you're going to get. Take it or leave it. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, it is a people thing. And it really is like you, everything and everything, everything you do is a choice and it's a decision. And that tango, like, I feel like everybody in a relationship can tell when the tango started. And that's just what it's going to be if there's no growth and change from both parties. Because every relationship, especially a marriage you get into, there's going to be challenging time where you got to adjust, um, compromise, things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's that's what a relationship is, even friendship. Like I've. I've had to check in with my friendships and compromise the way I was in friendships and vice versa, Mm -hmm. because that's just what it is when people grow. But it is a people thing. It's a people thing like. that's just what it is it's a people thing it's to me i don't know if it's about seeing somebody with somebody else because a woman could feel that way we're like damn like i'm not over the situation now i gotta watch them move on that's a people thing but i don't know he said now if something happened then yeah but it definitely is rooted in a man's ego and the fact that he feels like he owns the woman that's where niggas f up that's why when i found my wife i locked in First of all, I love that for you. Absolutely. And I, I want a, I want men to stop. And let me not say men because women are like this too. I want people to stop feeling like they are. Um, what word am I looking for? Um, entitled. Yes. Entitled okay. to people. Yeah, like really scary. It is. You're, you don't, like, you don't yeah. own me. You do not own me. Mm-hmm. And. If shit is not working out, if you're not going to do what you're supposed to do, then you need to let me go and we just need to let it go. Like yeah. the the that's just a really scary aspect to feel like somebody feels like you are their property because you don't know the lengths they will take then if you're their quote unquote property. Nobody owes you anything, you don't owe anybody anything. That is creepy and 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 scary male or female to treat somebody like they are literally your property to tell somebody you can and can't do x y and z because you're x y and z that is so yeah toxic and unhealthy and scary like if that's yeah that's that's a lot like and also for people to feel like they can be like don't touch me like people think they have access to your bodies without without even realizing it like it's just natural indication for somebody to walk up and be like 
hey, like, don't touch me. Yeah. And I always get looked like as an asshole and dramatic and a bitch and all these things because I'm like, can you not touch me? Like, that is not. But then it's so scary as a woman to try to, like, protect yourself because men be taking it too fucking far. And we've seen it a lot of times. Like, they don't know how to take rejection or no and just going about their fucking way like they have to do the fucking most if i said i don't want to talk to you and i'm cooling you or don't touch me i don't want to give you my number yeah leave it at that say okay and go on about your fucking day why do you have to stalk me pop up follow me do all that fucking weird shit or call you names (laughs) (laughs) they'd be like all right bitch got it okay well i wasn't (laughs) one two seconds ago when you thought you could play but that's cool that's fine yeah red flag or men that be like you're mine like that's a fucking red flag because no i'm not your fucking property yeah that's really like creepy it's giving (laughs) (laughs) kim is lucky ghetto (laughs) stop why people be saying that bro why did this person tell me that okay so when i talk i don't think that i have like a like an accent or a twang or whatever you want to call it but I noticed, and I told y'all this before, I call myself K. Michelle when shit get a little tight. Because I start talking like my mom. K. Michelle. Yeah, you're I do. K. Michelle. Because my mom's name is Michelle. Oh. And obviously I'm the K. And you're K. Got yes, it. and I get a little a little rowdy and a little ghetto when I'm passionate about something or if I'm drinking. But I was just casually having a conversation. And they told me that um, they're shocked by the way that I have like a twang about the way that I talk. And I was like, I don't. You don't have a twang. I don't. And then sometimes though, are I've, they from here? Yeah. Oh, usually people that aren't from here say we have an accent. Yeah, I'm like, no, I don't. And then they said it was like a southern accent. I was like, because I was raised by a black southern woman, but I still don't have a southern twang unless I'm passionate about something and I'm getting pissed off. But I, uh, that just kind of shocked me. And I was like, are you trying to be funny? But sometimes, like, you know, when <laughs> how Siri has like the dictation, I watch my boss use it, right? Her shit come out clean as fuck mine be words be <laughs> words just be getting thrown in there. i'm like do i not dictate or like enunciate, enunciate. clear enough <laughs> because i'll be like that's so crazy that like she thought she could cut me off and be on road and then it comes out it's like that's really wild that she thought she could did it and i'm like that should be pissing me off where did the, but i don't know i'm the ghetto thing made me laugh though because i had one my co-worker <laughs> just be like you have like people at work just don't know who you are and i said what the fuck does that mean and she was like, people just don't know that, like, you're ghetto. And I was like, why would I act, quote, unquote, ghetto at work? Like, I turn on my little voice, like, hi, how are you? Would you like to tour today? I'm not about to be like, how y'all doing? Like, if y'all want to tour, it's inside. Like, I'm about to, I'm coming with my work voice. Fuck. <laughs> what's, your, what's your work voice? Let me hear it. I don't talk at work. <laughs> what's your customer service voice? Like, if it was like, if I walked in and was like, hi, I'm looking for your boss. Hey, how are you today? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Brady, what's yours? Um, like if I call, like if Brady's I like, voice <laughs> is her voice. Yeah, I was gonna say my voice is my voice. People come into the store and I'm like, "Hi, how are you?" And they'll be like, "I'm doing well," and I'm like, "I'm doing well too." So I do have like a professional customer yeah. service voice. But I realized today because my sister made me mad and I sent her a voice memo. <laughs> and you listen to it back and, <laughs> and was I like, "Who is that?" <laughs> And I realized that when I'm like annoyed, my voice is so stern. Like mm-hmm. I, I am realizing like how sharp my tone is. And I've said it before, like I can be abrasive, but when I'm mad or annoyed, I sound like somebody's mom. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. 
it'd be like that. That's what I tell you. I get I get a twang when you piss me off, or if I'm like excited about something, I'm talking about something, then I'll then it comes out. But I don't I don't got no freaking southern twang. Like yeah, okay, fuck. Great show and subjects. I gotta go, but I look forward to hearing the full episode. Congrats again. Six years is lit. Aw, thanks, Thank friend. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks for tapping in. It's it's been crazy. It's been a roller coaster. Okay, so I have to talk about this. I struggle to come up with a topic. Like I'm not even gonna lie, but I feel like I've been going through a midlife crisis, and I wanted to talk about it because I don't fully understand it. Mm. But all I know is that for a while, like especially once I got into my thirties. I was excited because everybody was like, your 30s is lit. You're going to have a great time. I've been fucking depressed ever since. And at this point, I'm 33. So it's been three years. And I'm like, what does it get better? Because <laughs> I don't get it. Help me. <laughs> but so I looked it up. I looked up what a midlife crisis is because I'm like, what am I going through? And it says that it happens between age 40 and 60. And I, I'm not 40. So here's the thing. We, math-wise, like, we always think full life is 100 years, right? So midlife would make it 50. Mm -hmm. A lot of us, like, 75 mm -hmm. if we're lucky. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we technically are in, like, our midlife season. We halfway through. That's so I, I don't agree with that. Okay, so it says... What is a midlife crisis? Midlife takes place approximately between the ages of 40 and 60, give or take a few years. One common belief about this stage of life is that you should expect to face inner turmoil about your identity, life choices, and morality. That is facts. So then I looked up female midlife crisis in your 30s mm. and it says any transition can trigger a midlife crisis at 30 you mm. might be getting married for the first time getting divorced or reconsidering your sexuality you may want to go back to grad school and embark on a new career or or you may be satisfying your job but wonder what else matters as you settle down um it could be an identity crisis or a fear of getting old and not reaching your goals that's facts um you might be feeling too much pressure from your responsibilities or lack thereof. It might be feeling like you need to redefine your values. That is also real. So I looked up some of the symptoms and it says declining happiness and life satisfaction, aimlessness or loss of life purpose, self-doubt, frustration with changing life roles and responsibilities, boredom and dissatisfaction with your relationship, career or life in general, Concerns about your appearance and how others perceive you. Thoughts about death, the meaning of life and other um, concepts. Changes in energy levels from increased restless restlessness to unusual fatigue. Less motivation or interest in pursuing goals and activities you used to enjoy. Mood changes, including anger, irritability and sadness and changes in sexual desire. Honestly, that sounds like a fucking period to me. <laughs> I was going to say that to me, that sounds like depression as you're naming some of this stuff other than like the um, the life and death thing. And then the mood swings. I was like that literally everything you just named sounds like when I get in my depressive waves that have happened to me mm -hmm. um, 
over the years and like when I get depressed like they can la- it can last for weeks. So I I'm guessing that the difference is there's no cutoff and that's why they call it a midlife because it may last for years versus it be a cycle or weeks or whatever because I feel like everything you listed I have gone through when I get depressed and like you said basically the key starter is like when everything is in shambles at once. Mhm. But mine's always a cycle, so again, I'm wondering if that difference is it's not a cycle, it's years of the same feeling, maybe. Yeah, I definitely feel like I can relate to all of these, Um, but I feel like I have these symptoms for multiple reasons. I don't think it's just centered around my midlife crisis. I think other things in my life like amplify Mm -hmm. how I feel or what I'm going through. But I also am just like, okay, I know this is a thing, but how do you get out of it? Because I feel like for a long time, like longer than it should be, I have felt stuck and not satisfied. And like, what is my purpose in -hmm. life? What is my purpose in living? Like, what the fuck? I'm 33. I have two kids and I what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) Literally, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I don't know. Does everybody even have a purpose? I think so, but I don't think it has to be giant. I don't think it has to be a giant. everybody has a purpose. Yeah, I don't think it has to be some giant. I think people, when they say purpose, think it has to be this giant, impactful, aha moment. Like, damn, that's what it was. I think it can be Sometimes, like, and especially for my personal life, I think a lot of my purposes, like, I'm almost, like, my purpose is those intentional moments where my purpose gets plugged in. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know if that just makes sense what came out of my mouth, but I just feel like I'm not going to have this generalized, oh, this is the reason I exist and live. I think a lot of, again, that term gets gets viewed as, like, oh, well... I see other people doing X, Y, and Z, that must be their purpose. No, that that doesn't mean it's their purpose. They could just be passionate about something, but their purpose could be something small, minute, whatever that brought them to that big moment. But uh, I was listening, I was at the church sermon yesterday, was literally like talking about not being afraid to ask God what your purpose is because everyone does have one. Mm -hmm. But again, it doesn't have to be this big ass like revelation of wow, but... I don't know. All I know is it sucks going through life and everyone just passing you by and you're like, (laughs) don't leave me. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) No, don't leave me. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know. I hate it here. And I also find myself just reevaluating everything and like literally falling off from so many things and people Mm -hmm. that you just thought that would be you would have forever with yeah and one day you look up and you're like i don't even fucking know this person anymore like yeah i was talking about that in therapy like but there shout out to you in therapy i know i've been two times i go back next week um she was like you know why like all of this is happening right in your life and she like it's because you got baptized and we talked about that and so i don't know i don't know if it's so much as a midlife crisis as it is like 
a season crisis. Like, I remember when we started the podcast, I think I was about to turn 30 or I was like 28 turning 29 or something like that. And I remember, like, I can vividly remember the anxiousness I felt going into 30, right? Mm -hmm. And then now that I'm about to turn 35, I have that same anxiousness, but it's surrounding other things like, what does the rest of my life look like? Like, am I... What do I want? And I think I think that's where we get stuck in like, what is my purpose? Because we haven't cle- clearly defined for ourselves who we are and the things that we want, right? Like, I feel like we get fed a lot of like, oh, social media says you should have this and this person has this and I haven't accomplished that and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But like really sitting with yourself and being like, okay, who who am I? Who mm-hmm. is Brandy? What, what do you want? What makes you happy? Like what makes you sad? Really getting to know yourself. And so I literally sat down. It's funny. I sat down last night. I had some of my friends over. We hung out for a few hours. And after they left, I sat down, opened up my journal. I wrote a three-page letter to God. Aw. Wow. Like, I literally, three pages. And I started off with thanking him. I started, and then it went into where am I at currently in this season? And I got honest with myself about the things that I'm struggling with, which at some point I do plan to share. But like the things that I'm struggling with, and it was like in this season, I'm struggling with X, I'm struggling with Y, I'm struggling with Z. But in my next season, I am a good friend. I am a good daughter. I am a person who is doing this. Like I just started speaking into myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we, we miss it. Like we do so much of people telling us who we should be and what we should want, Mm -hmm. whether it be our parents, our partners, children, friends, like whatever the case may be. We spend so much time letting people tell us who we should be and how we should feel and the things that we want. That's real. We never really know ourselves. So I know that right now I'm in a season of really figuring out who I am and what I want. And it's lonely. It's lonely as hell. Mm -hmm. Like, even with, like, even when I know I have, like, my friends that I can be like, hey, this is how I feel today. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm going through. I don't even want to do it. Like, Mm -hmm. so I'm learning how to say, like, I'm not okay. That's Mm -hmm. so hard for me. And I know this. And it's not, it's not a knock against, like, any any of my friends or my parents or anything like that but i spend a lot of time and energy into listening to other people figure out their mess that a lot of the times i feel like nobody says hey what's going on with you Mm -hmm. right but that again that's the dynamic that i've created because i don't want to say that i'm not okay right yeah i do agree with everything you're saying because i feel like that's why i struggled a lot because I woke up one day and I was 18 and my mom was like, yeah, it's time for you to just be on your own and figure shit out. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you've done everything for me up until this point. I don't know. And then she tried to make me and my sisters like do what she wanted us to do as a career. So like I went and did fucking radiology and I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this. So it took me so long to figure out what I liked, what I wanted, or even things is like what I love about myself. And I think I'm just kind of now, like not just now, it's been some time, but like finally being who 
I want to be and, you know, knowing what I want out of life and in just in general. So I think that's the big part of why I struggle. Yeah. Just because I really didn't know myself. I didn't even trust myself for the longest. Yeah. So I would make stupid decisions or let other people treat me a certain way because I didn't even trust or love myself. Yeah. And I think that people think that like growth has to be like this big announcement or it has to be something that somebody can literally see like, oh, she graduated or, oh, they bought a house or, oh, they got a car. I laughed. That was just like the last. <laughs> okay, man. That was the, it came Brandy, in late. What I, mean, just, I don't see that. Coming. What you just named was like literally the last three things that have happened for me. Like, you know what I mean? And so yeah. I, I think people define growth by those tangible things. But literally there's like days when I sit here and I realize that like I handled a situation totally different than who would than the woman who would have handled it this time last year mm-hmm. or hell even six months ago. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I just, I think I, um, I was telling somebody or I shared it on Facebook. Like oftentimes I literally come to tears when I think about like, you are not the same person and like, it might not be tangible things like you know i still got my same apartment i've been here since 2019 you know i mean certain things like that but like i literally can feel the growth and the shit is uncomfortable Mm -hmm. the shit is painful like i said it's lonely as fuck here but like (laughs) even with that i still feel good about it because i know that like god is working on me yeah you know what i mean and i'm in in the midst of him working on me i'm working on myself like i'm not the same woman and that's something to be proud of but like i really i really just think that like this whole like midlife crisis or whatever we want to call it is it's a result of people waking up one day and realizing like i don't even know who the fuck i am i'm a show of myself facts it's so funny that you're saying that because I have put on my close friends before, like how I was saying, like, I'm really going through a lot of shit that make me just want to, like, break down and give up. But at the end of the day, I keep going no matter how hard it is, no matter how sad I am, stressed I am, because I know, like, God got me. And sometimes I'll be looking back and I'll be like, how did I get here? Like, I may not be exactly where I want. Like, I'm not at my, like, quote unquote end goal, but like. Just the fact that I have gotten this far, and there's been plenty of days where I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Yeah. But it happened, and I'm here, and that's enough for me to just keep going. Because if I got this far, I can keep going, and eventually I'm going to get to where I need to be. Yeah. But, like you said, it does feel lonely. And I was also saying how, like, I feel for the people that really don't have nobody, because... We know we got people. We know we have a village. We know we have friends. And we still have moments where we're like, I feel so alone. I don't feel understood. And, but to feel that way and really just, you don't got nobody like that. I feel for those type of people. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I think this year is the first time I actually saw my growth in front of my face and in a positive way. Because I feel like everyone around me has been talking about how they see my growth, but I never gave myself credit until I actually actively saw myself breaking things that I thought I never would. Like Mm -hmm. literally getting up and walking out of rooms and situations because I'm being undervalued, underappreciated, or I can see how they treat others and I'm going to be treated the same way because they don't value people, thoughts, ideas. Um, And I'm... I think growth is always a beautiful thing, whether it's yourself or whether it's looking at other people. Um, 
But to speak to, like, the loneliness aspect, I feel like I've recently hit, like, because I'm used to being, I'm used to living alone. I'm used to doing things alone. That's just a lot of the times what my life is and what it looks like. And I'm comfortable doing so because that's what my childhood looked like. Like, my dad would literally leave us alone for hours. We'd all be in the same house, but we'd be left alone for hours. But it's really, it really, like, hits different when you genuinely just live alone, you are alone, and you become alone. Um... And I think that's hitting me more recently now because I'm sitting here like, what if I am alone for like years to come? But then again, that reverts back to like knowing who you are, being comfortable with you, who you are and what you are. And I always see those posts on social media where they say things like, um, if you knew me back in X, Y, and Z, you don't know me now. Mm -hmm. There are so many people that knew me a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, five years ago that still hold on to that perception of me. And it's hard for me to break that mindset of like, I don't want to go walk into a room where people still think I'm the same person and they're all looking at me like, she's reactive and mean. And that's not who I am anymore. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'm very proud of my growth and being able to see it and recognize it now because it gives me power. It has given me so much power that now like, I have like detrimental family health issues going on right now, but I still feel like I am... There's two two things. The unhealthy part of it is when things feel so out of my control, I just kind of go numb. Like, and I'm just like, well, it is what it is. Like, I can't do anything. I just feel numb about a situation. That's the unhealthy part. But the healthy part is also I see my growth and I see where I've made a difference where I won't allow myself to reach certain steps anymore, like stoop so low or whatever that may be. So I've always looked at growth as a positive. Um... I just am now, like I said, learning what it means to genuinely love myself, love being alone. And because like I said, I've always been alone, but to love being alone is different. Mm -hmm. And as you're loving to be alone, it still feels lonely to sit there and be like, damn, like I really like being alone. That sounds lonely and it feels lonely. But but like you said, we got all these people around us, but still feel that way. Um. I've learned to not give a fuck what people feel about me. Like, <laughs> because now I feel like I'm not living to make other people happy. I'm living to make me happy and do what I want. And if that doesn't please everybody else, then fuck you. I don't care. And I'm just standing on my beliefs and my boundaries and my peace. And that's that. Get with it or get lost. So, period. Periodon. Yeah. Okay, what, what is Brian talking about? <laughs> so, when you told me, I finally realized what you said after you got up, and I'm like, I don't know if that's the one she wanted me to share. So yeah, maybe that didn't pop up for me. I shouldn't. So, he said, that's because you're still playing on a playground that you've not, that you're not supposed to be playing on anymore. I don't know if that was for anybody specifically yeah, what you talking general, about there but, uh, but i don't know <laughs> i'm not what really sure talking to brian <laughs> <laughs> was that shots fired <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Sorry. um yeah that's pretty much all i got oh i do want to share the three stages so of a midlife crisis 
and then we can give our final thoughts yeah okay so the first stage is it says the trigger some stressors or moment of tension lead to concerns over aging a loss of life purpose or fear of death wait side note are we supposed to fear death no we're not supposed to, right? Not, no, as not a if believer. you're a believer. Okay. No. I, I said, didn't think so. I low key said today, and I, sh- I need to stop saying this shit out loud. I was like, <laughs> I was listening to something like talking about um, how, like, uh, damn, the ADHD I don't have is kicking in. <laughs> Long story short, I said to God today, like, bro, I'm excited to go. So, like, whenever you're ready, I'm like, I need to stop saying this shit out loud. Anyway. No, no you're not no. supposed to fear death. As okay. A I didn't think so, but I just want to be sure. Yes, ma'am. Okay. It says, um,. Common triggers include job loss, health concerns, a parent's death or illness, children moving out, or even day-to-day um, being overwhelming. The second phase is the crisis period. This stage typically involves some examination of your doubts, relationships, values, and sense of self. If you don't like what you discover, you might feel lost and uncertain and try to reshape your life by exploring new passions, identities, and sexual or romantic connections. And three is resolution. The quote-unquote crisis, so to speak, generally ends when you feel more comfortable with yourself and begin to accept, perhaps even welcome what life has in store. I think I'm in between crisis and resolution. Like, I'm accepting things, but I still, there's a little chaos. Yeah, like you're almost there. Yeah. I hear that. I see the light at the end of the tunnel, kind of, a little bit. It's a little blurry. Get lazy. <laughs> it's like, but yeah. So, um, any final thoughts? Um, my final thoughts is I feel like everybody just getting through life. Everybody learning what life's about and learning themselves. I feel like the biggest takeaway that I've had in the last um, almost two years is like, like I said, just people gotta genuinely be comfortable with themselves. And like y'all said, like people will wake up one day and be like, damn, I really don't even fucking like myself. Mm. And a lot of people will hear that term and be like, I don't even know what that means. Cause like, I know I'm cute. I know that it, like, it's not about looks. It's about, you don't like how you've allowed yourself to be treated or how you've treated other people. And that's what it was for me. Like, I don't like how I allowed people to have power over my emotions, thoughts, feelings, where I became reactive and allow myself to stoop some type of way that's what I didn't like about myself that I was allowing other people to have my have the power in my emotions Mm -hmm. um and that that's what I got painted as some people still look at me that way that's fine but uh, people need to people need to dig deeper than I don't I do like myself I'm cute that's not what it's about it's about the ugly side of you that comes out and learning to shift that change that adjust that and not be that anymore and i feel like i'm not that way anymore like when somebody got me fucked up i just i'm not so reactive anymore now my face is reactive so i'll be like <laughs> but i'll be like let me just shh, let me just let me think about it let me just mm. so yeah that's my final thoughts takeaways is be learn to love the person that you learn to love who you are when you you're not at your best love it Brandy? Mm, I would say really spend time with yourself to figure out who you are, both good and bad, what you want, what you don't want, and see where that takes you. And get honest with yourself about your shit. Like, 
I feel like until we can do that, like really be honest with ourselves about our less than favorable attributes, like <laughs> yep. we not gonna get nowhere. Like if I can't hold myself accountable to the to my bullshit and the mess that I've created around myself or whatever the case may be, I can't I don't know like how i expect god to like use me if that makes sense right Mm -hmm. because if i don't get myself right god can use anybody so what could have been my blessing will pass me up and god will go to the next person because they're prepared right so a word (laughs) (laughs) bars you know and and he knows like he knows my messed up ways. He knows. Yeah. But if I don't get honest with myself and ask, you know, to be changed from the inside out, I, I again, I just don't know how far we expect to go. Mm-hmm. And we'll just, you know, we'll all just coast through the rest of our days kind of with like these blinders on and not getting far. Not of anything that's substantial. And I'm not talking about materialistic things because like people do well for themselves and they're miserable mm-hmm. you know what i mean so yep. just do the work put the time in with yourself before you try to put it in and that's another thing like sorry Ooh. i'm about to go <laughs> i'm about to go on a tangent i'm like you know what i'm single because i'm not ready to be nobody's girlfriend yeah <laughs> like, yeah you know hell what i mean yeah. like hell yeah like i i Mm. I'm not going to get a raise on my job or my I'm not going to see, you know, my financial situation get better until I become a good steward over my my money. You know what I mean? Right. Like just certain mm. things like certain things don't happen for us because we don't do the work to make sure that it happens. Facts. So put the time in with yourself. That's all. Yep. I will say, though, shout out to God, because. Be Even though he might pass you up the first time, he'll he, circle he'll back. Spin the block. He, he will, will spin the block. It's when you ready, friend. Exactly. I love it. I love it. He will spin the block. Yeah. That's okay. Anyways. Spin my block. I'll straight sweep for you, shouty. <laughs> All day, every day, every week. Moral of the story is do the work and do what makes you happy. Thank you for tuning in. Happy six-year anniversary to us officially on Wednesday. Do you know what Wednesday is? It's our anniversary. We love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Goodbye. Love you, bye. And you're live about to get cut off. Bye.